Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by Claire Yates, who's a bit of a guru when it comes to dealing with estate agents and solicitors and their interactions and communication with each other. Um, Claire, why don't estate agents instruct the solicitor when the property goes on the market? Talk to me. I don't really understand why. So having been an estate agent for years and equally worked with panel uh, providers, the most obvious thing to do when the vendor goes on the market is to instruct their solicitor. Mm. Now some might say that the vendor is only um, playing because it's a speculative thing. If I can buy to a case revenue, I'll move, but I'm not moving if I can't buy it. And so the, uh, the client is saving their money, but actually, Engaging a solicitor up front isn't a particularly expensive thing to do. It's highly risky for the agent, however, because the agent has taken instructions from a person they don't really know about a property they have no information on. And therefore, they don't know if the seller can sell. They don't know if the seller will sell. And at this point, the agent starts to invest huge sums of money in advertising, marketing, um, arranging viewings, accompanying viewings, all to have potentially all of that money wasted when the vendor changes their mind and says, well, at least I saved on lawyer fees. So I don't understand why an agent plays this risky game on the idea that they're encouraging a speculative market when in fact the only person who's really losing money here is the agent. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's valuers worried that they've got to put a barrier in the way of getting the listing. Because let's all be honest, the vast majority, not all, they don't really care about the house selling. All they care about is the tickle under their under their chin that they've got the listing. Hence why six in 10 houses, this is pre-COVID, sell with the second agent because they overvalue it because yeah. they want the listing. What do you think the answer is? How do we change valuers' points of view that they kind of, it's part of their listing presentation? Um, I think they should be responsible for their percentage of sales that go through. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, if you're looking but at they the, are because they're being paid commission on the exchange. Uh, well, it depends on how the company is set up. So there are some businesses where they have valuers, they have negotiators, and they have sales progressives, and the valuers are just uh, incentivized to bring property on. Yes, there's a lot of corporates that do actually pay just on listing, don't they? Yes. So where's the risk to them? So, but actually, if you are an estate agency owner, your whole business is predicated like this. Mm. And all of the time, you should be playing the odds and working out what's a safer bet than a more risky bet. So to me, an overvalued house with a vendor we know nothing about who hasn't got a destination in mind, it's high risk. And weirdly enough, that's the one that the fees negotiated on. Um, so then it's handed to the negotiator to sell. Everyone in that street has now put up the flags and having a party over the valuation that's just been given to that single house. And then there's a flurry of more instructions coming out, all at crazy prices and all costing the agent money. That marketing cost is borne by the first agent. That's the brutality of it. The negotiator then desperately trying to get people around who give the same feedback and, the, and the, finally the vendor says, do you know what, we've had a think and we don't want to do this anymore. And it's, so it's the, it's the owner of the estate agent that's losing by a value of failing to get lawyers on board because it's a sign of commitment to me from the vendor. So you're basically saying because the different aspects, because there is a compartmentalised responsibility of I, my job is just to get the house on the market, my job is to sell it, my job is to get it through sales progression, 
then because you don't have the responsibility of getting it through, hey, you don't give the monkeys. I mean, if you go to Australia, they're big on what we call a personal agent, where it's one person's responsibility to take it from generating the valuation all the way through to exchange and completion. Is that, do you think that is the Absolutely. The and uh, when I went to Chancellors, that's how I was trained. I was personally responsible for the price I took it on, the type of property I took on, the motivation of the vendor, and ultimately my, um, my conversion rate. Yes, and I had to do all my own sales progression. So I was absolutely responsible for the business I brought. Do chances still operate that model? I don't think they do, no. Um, they've uh, sort of changed that business model completely. But okay. certainly in Chancellors, we were the first office to go to a million pound turnover with just four negotiators. But we were solely responsible for our contribution. Interesting. So therefore, the bring more responsibility from start to finish. Yeah. What else do you think... Um, um, what, why else do you think estates don't put solicitors up from day one? I, d I think it's a habit that they just need to change. Um, we had the opportunity, obviously, when HIPs were first talked about, that we could change the way we worked. And it was seen by many as a detriment or as a barrier, as you mentioned earlier. But I actually think that knowing where the boundaries of a property are from day one, understanding if there's an unadopted road or understanding if there's a right of way across your back garden, yeah. all of this stuff, the agent should be able to accurately describe very quickly and with lease information as well. Well, thankfully, there's firms like Sprift out there that will get this information out. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen a Sprift report, but they truly are amazing. I'm not being paid to say this, but no, I just I love agree. them to bits. And even sisters are actually loving them to bits and actually want that information up front. Yes. Interesting. Well, thank you for your time today, Claire. You've been uh, absolutely top draw and uh, I'll see you on the next video. Thank you.